This is the Influencers Network Podcast. I'm your host, Brian Craig. I'm the Executive Director for Influencers Global Ministries here in Bentonville, Arkansas. And I am back uh, with our founder, Rocky Fleming. Welcome, Rocky. Hey, Brian. And uh, if we sound muffled at all, uh, we will confess that we are wearing masks, uh, just <laughs> being social distancing. Rocky's trying to protect himself from me, basically, is what uh, it is. <laughs> well, no, not necessarily. <laughs> but I tell you, it is it's kind of weird doing this, it isn't is, it? Yeah. We've been challenged for the last several months to how to keep uh, doing the ministry that God's called us to do uh, and yet identify the fact that, you know, we're walking in a, a little bit of a dangerous environment. Mm-hmm. And uh, But at the same time, we're called mm-hmm. uh, to make disciples. That's right. And uh, <clears throat> the form has been changed a little bit, but the heart and the DNA is always the same. It's about a vertical orientation about getting people with proximity with Christ. That's right. So that's our mission. And however we can accomplish that, you know, uh, yeah. <laughs> over the phone, if you have to. I've known people, we know a guy that was leading people over the phone in Cameroon, Africa from the parking lot at Walmart, you know. So mm-hmm. if that really? can be done, then, <laughs> yeah, you know, anything can be done. But, uh, yeah, I think we want to keep encouraging everybody to, to keep doing the journey groups, keep keep do, using the process that we have, keep uh, encouraging one another. All the, It says all the more as you see the day approaching and... Well, the day is discouraging, honestly, Brian. Uh, we Even in our own ranks, we have people to discourage because most of our leaders are, are, uh, are heart, heart men and women. They're, they're interactive. Yeah. And they look people in the face and they grab them and they hug them and they embrace them. And that's their form of love language. <laughs> they give that kind of love language. They receive that. But we've been shaken uh, that that has pretty well been elim- eliminated, uh, not eliminated, but limited. Mm-hmm. And as a result, we've had to learn to adjust. But uh, that's what we do. That's what believers have got to do. For the last 2,000 years, we've had to adjust to how to get the gospel to the people, whether it's uh, out front in in churches, in tabernacles, or in catacombs and hiding away. That's right. We've had to keep making disciples. And in this particular day and time, we're being challenged uh, in many ways, not only with form, but also with what I believe is a real spiritual battle that's going on like never before. Yeah, and that's uh, that's why the topic today we want to talk about is spiritual warfare. Um, we we have one session in the whole journey process about spiritual warfare, and, and I think you put it in there that says one session doesn't do it, you know. And, yeah. But we, we at least we put a warning out there and help people understand. But uh, it's something we can always talk about because it's always going on. Spiritual warfare. The devil does not like what's going on with influencers. He he's against Christ. He's against Christ's mission against people becoming uh, believers, all that. So we just want to talk about that today and, and maybe as it applies to the, where do we see evidence of him working right now in, in today's time? Should I open with the verse that we started Please, with? Yeah, yes. just, yeah, this will be our kind of our reference verse for today. Second uh, Corinthians 10, starting in uh, verse three says, for though we walk in the flesh, we're not waging war according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not of the flesh, 
but have divine power to, des to destroy strongholds. So we destroy arguments and every lofty opinion raised against the knowledge of God, and we take every thought captive to obey Christ. So um, that's talking about, you know, a lot of the warfare is going on between our ears, you know, just in our in our thoughts. And of course, you know, he, the devil's called the accuser. He's, you know, he's, he's a, the, the liar, you know, so he speaks. So break that down in your understanding. Well, I believe that every sin begins with a temptation and every temptation begins with a thought. Does that make sense? Right, right. And so if we have a battleground that begins with thoughts, then that's what the scripture is saying. We're taking captive every thought of obedience to Christ. What we're doing is we're recognizing that that's where spiritual warfare begins. Now, what does it look like? Well, I think we've got the, the common things that we could say, well, well, I know that thought's from Satan, lust, mm -hmm. anger, bitterness, unforgiveness, slander. Those are easily identified mm -hmm. as coming from the evil man. Yeah. Uh, love, joy, kindness, tenderness, peace, grace. Um, that's coming from the Lord. We can easily identify that. Mm -hmm. And so as a spiritual uh, uh, warrior who's entering a warfare every day, I have to recognize that one of the things that bombards me all the time are going to be thoughts. And I can choose to accept a thought that will take me toward the Lord and to respond to the things he's leading me in or to respond to the thought that leads me away from that. Mm -hmm. And we can identify that if we will choose to stop and ask the question, <clears throat> what is this thought trying to cause me to do? Is it causing me to be angry? Is it causing me to be slanderous? Mm. Is it causing me to doubt? Is it causing me to live with a deep guilt that I, and remorse that I can't shuck even though I've asked God to forgive me? Mm. Because that's what the accuser does. He accuses us. Mm -hmm. That's a thought right there. When we slander other people... He accuses them, and we agree with them. That's a thought right there. So learning to distinguish the thought that comes at me and separate it from where it comes and where it will take me is the first line of spiritual warfare. Hmm. And and maybe changing your thoughts or you know, or measuring your thoughts against God's Word maybe would be one. I mean, for me anyway, every day... I've got to get back in the word because it's it's ground zero or it's 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 center. You know, it brings me back to center, and and it helps me identify the false thoughts I think that come in or the things that aren't of the Lord. Well, Brian, how would we know if something is right or wrong if we did not pass it through the grid of God's word? Yeah, how would we know that these random thoughts are not just ours or just the culture or even the truth is is that they deserve me to be thinking of them that way? Yeah, I've I've heard people say, "Well, I have the Holy Spirit, so that's all I need." And I I would just say, "Well, I love the Holy Spirit, and He is God, but the Word is also God. So yeah. the Word and the Holy Spirit are always going to work together, you know. But it's it's easier to identify from the Word than it is the voice because you don't sometimes 
Satan masquerades as an angel of light. So I think he disguises himself as the Holy Spirit sometimes. Yeah. Well, the Holy Spirit will never say anything outside of what's said in the Word of God. Right, right. I mean, that is that is a personification of the written Word. Yeah. The You know, the incarnate Word is Jesus. The written Word is the Scriptures that speak of him and the guidance who were given. So if you're hearing a voice and you think it's the Holy Spirit, you should check it against God's Word to make sure. It's always going to pass through that grid. And if it's right. contrary to that, it's not Him. Right. Period. That's right. Just period. It's not Him. Because there's a harmony in that. In that. Mm-hmm. That's right. And uh, But, you know, Brian, uh, talking about spiritual warfare, I think there's evil that's been unleashed on this earth like never before. Mm-hmm. I think it is not as subtle as it used to be. I think it is apparent. I'm reading in the news all the time, which I need to stay out of it because it just depresses me to read it. <laughs> but I'm just seeing so much anger. And it's not only the political, and it's not only the mobs, and it's not only the protesters, but it's just regular people on vacation that... They get in a fight around the swimming pool, and it turns into a brawl with a lot of people wearing their bathing suits and bikinis. I can't imagine what that would look like, but I read about it last week. It was happening in Las Vegas. Mm -hmm. And so it just, uh, it seems to me like there is an angry evil that's been unleashed, and we've seen it in road rage, we've seen it in in the way people are reacting to each other, uh, whether it's fighting or shooting, <laughs> it's 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 something that's permeating society right now. Mm-hmm. And if we don't identify that, if we don't see it, then we're not going to be able to stand against it. We'll join it. Mm-hmm. Well, um, I was what you were saying. I was thinking of um, in Revelation. It talks about a great war in heaven, and talks about the dra- ancient the dragon being cast to the earth. And it says he was thrown down to the earth, and his angels were thrown down with him. And I heard a loud voice in heaven saying, "Now the salvation and the power and the kingdom of our God and the authority of His Christ have come. For the accuser of our brothers has been thrown down, who accuses him day and night before our God. They've conquered him by the blood of the Lamb and the word of their testimony." For they love their lives not unto death. So rejoice, you heavens, and you who dwell in them. But to you at the earth and the sea, woe to you, for the devils come down to you in great wrath, because he knows his time is short. Yeah. And that's what you're talking about. It sounds just like that. I mean, it's sad. But, you know, I, I have felt for a good while that we are in our last days. I think the signs are, are here. Mm-hmm. I think the... The things that are going on with everything from the pestilence that we're dealing with to, you know, a, a lot of things. I mean, it's the earthquakes. I mean, it's the hurricanes. Mm-hmm. It's the mobs. <laughs> yeah. It's, you know, it's anarchy. There are things here that, that we've just read about for years that would be signs of the last days. Yeah, and I know people have said all along. Well, they thought that in World War II with Hitler, and they thought that with through history. Mm-hmm. But I don't think history has ever seen what we're seeing now. Mm-hmm. And I think that it's going to be probably a time that the church is going to have to be really the the the, the peacemakers, mm-hmm. the ones who represent. Uh, 
the person of Jesus Christ. They've got to see him in us, mm -hmm. the way we're living our life and the way we're dealing with this. We can't run from it. We have to run into it. But we don't fight it, and certainly we don't join it. We show them a better way because people are looking for a better way. They just don't know it. Mm. What, you know, what symptoms would you say you're seeing even in our people? You know, you mentioned a little bit that some of our guys are discouraged because they, they're missing the, the physical connection with other people. Yeah. What other things have you seen maybe where the devil's trying to come in here and discourage our leaders or get us off course? Or yeah. Would, would, you, would you talk about Well, it? discouragement is what I see. And discouragement, I think, has come from isolation. Yeah, yeah. I think that does a big part of it. And I think that it's just the personal um, attack on us individually, uh, our patience, uh, our weariness of trying to do good all the time. Mm -hmm. And I think the scriptures say, do not go weary of doing good because in yeah. due time you'll see the result of it. And I think in due time we'll see the faithfulness that these men and women have put in to continue to make disciples in spite of discouraging conditions. I think they'll see great fruit that will come out of this. Um, I'm weary. I imagine you are too. But mm -hmm. sometimes I just get extremely tired, um, maybe physically, mentally, and, and spiritually. I get spiritually tired because it's a battlefield. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of that, though, is because uh, I'm doing less releasing and still holding on to things that I might need to release. And, uh, and God is always teaching me, Brian. I hadn't learned everything yet. He's teaching me that the way I battle spiritual warfare is not in my own strength, mm -hmm. but in the strength of God. And learning how to, again, distinguish what I'm trying to do rather than what God can do through me is part of that thought process of taking every thought captive. Mm -hmm. Well, and I think... Uh... We've talked about it, but uh, there's been a temptation for some groups to stop meeting, you know, to some journey groups to say, well, let's just take a break, you know, until we can meet live, you know, knowing that that could be an indefinite. We don't know how long, you know, and we're telling everybody, no, use use Zoom, even if it's not your favorite method of at least you can see face to face. And but but it's just that not forsaking the gathering and, and just staying together and, and just encouraging one. It's almost like I'm picturing a you know, a fire, you know, and if, when you, if you want to put a fire out, you separate the, the burning embers, separate the logs mm -hmm. and then the, the fire goes out, you know, yeah. and, and that's what Satan's probably trying to do. I think a little bit, what do you think? Well, yeah, I mean, we always talk about that, Brian, we've seen it for years that if he wants to get in with us and try to uh, wreck havoc is he goes in the form of two ways. And that is diversion mm -hmm. or division. Yeah. He'll try to dive divide us as leaders in our relationship. Mm -hmm. He wants to divide us in our intimacy with Christ. Mm -hmm. And he will do that by way of diversion. He'll double divert us away from that which causes us to be so healthy. Mm -hmm. We'll begin looking at other things that will take us away from uh, where we are. Mm -hmm. Always looking for something different to lift me up rather than going deeper and allowing the lifting up of the of the spirit in our life. Mm -hmm. You know, Brian, a lot of a lot of our guys and gals 
are like everybody else out there. They love the Lord, and yet they still have a, some idols in their life. Yeah. And I think there's nobody likes Saturday football more than I do. College football. Mm-hmm. And I think that when you look at some of the the professional uh, baseball teams and football teams, I notice that one of the professional baseball teams is not going to play their season this year. Mm. And uh, that was announced yesterday, I believe. <clears throat> and uh, I think you're going to see a lot of that happening where, you know, the standards that we live by as far as Saturday football and Sunday foot NFL and, you know, all the sports activities and things like that, they, they really prove to be a way of life that was almost an idol to us. Mm-hmm. And when those ways of life and idols are taken from us, then it shows us how truly empty we are. Mm-hmm. But it also shows us the truth that because we're empty, we need to refill our, ourselves with that which is good and will never leave us. Mm-hmm. And that's the opportunity to grow deep and to, and to be very fruitful as a result of that. But guess who wants to stand in the way of that? Mm-hmm. He's going to divert us from the, that admission. He's going to create discouragement. He's going to create doubt. And he's going to try to give us something else that will distract us away from that truth. Mm-hmm. Spiritual Warfare 101. Yeah, and there's a real heart test going on, like you're saying. Like, how important were these things to us? Sports and our the stock market and all the things that we held. You know, even though, like you said, we're strong believers and all our faith in Jesus, but we have these things that we think you have to have to operate in life. You yeah. know? Um you know, another thing I've heard some people talking about that they've been drinking a little too much alcohol because they're, they're bored, you know, because they're sitting around the mm-hmm. house or maybe overeating. I mean, I've been hearing people just talk. And then some people it's putting stress in their marriage because they aren't used to being around their spouse so much. They usually have their space and they go to work and all that, you know. Yeah. Well, he's trying whatever he can do to, to to test our hearts, you know. I mean, I mean, he's trying to destroy us. God, maybe God's allowing it to test us, I guess. Well, yeah. I mean, it's... A- I think that I think that there is a pruning, yeah, that's going on, especially with believers. Uh, things that were in the way of our our walk or even our fruitfulness mm. are being removed, and uh, and the question is, are we okay with that? Yeah, yeah. Well, let's talk, let's talk about the remedy or the you know the counterattack yeah. that we have. You've already mentioned taking every thought captive. You know, so that's that takes some time to dig in the word and, you know, abide and all that to do that. Um, we I mentioned the verse in 20, 21. It says we got to remember that Satan was conquered by the blood of Jesus, you know, and that seals us, you know, that covers us, protects us. Um, and then it talks about the word of our testimony. So getting back to the basics of who we are as children of Christ, what else would you say is is a spiritual counterattack? Well, it's incidental, I guess, that that this morning I was having my journey group via Zoom, and we're at the tail end of it, and we're in the sessions on spiritual warfare Mm -hmm. entitled, uh, is it Alert, Courageous, and uh, say Equipped, Alert, and Courageous. Uh And, and of course, Equipped is having the Word of God and also knowing how to use it when we talk about the spiritual battles that we have, well, we're given armament. And you you just read that. We're, we're facing 
monumental forces, but we're given divinely powerful weapons for the destruction of those fortresses. But it's not by what we do as men and women, by willpower, by our reasoning or by our effort. It's by the the work of God. Mm-hmm. and the things that he's given us to stand firm in. Mm-hmm. And so uh, this today we were discussing that, and, and we were talking about how to stand. Uh, what do we do? Uh, how, do we, how do we achieve, how do we conquer this? And, and one of the things that was mentioned was in the spiritual weapons that we have, a lot of it, if not most of it, is defensive. Helmet of salvation, breastplate of righteousness, shield of faith, right? In Ephesians 6, right? Yeah, that's just defensive. Mm -hmm. But the one offensive weapon that we have is the sword of the Spirit. Now, what is the sword of the Spirit in Ephesians? The Word of God. The Word of God. That's right. And so let's look at that. When Jesus was being tempted, 40 days, by the way, he was led into the wilderness to be tempted. Mm -hmm. 40 days, he didn't eat. He was at his physically weakest time where just like all human beings, and he had to be a man facing spiritual warfare, not God. Mm -hmm. He had to deal with it as man, as you and I would. And he had to deal with it in his weakest physical time it could be because he had been fasting. He was alone. He was separated. Mm -hmm. And he was tempted several times in different areas, and each one of those times he answered, Satan, it is written. Mm-hmm. And the question was, well, why did he keep saying it is written? Mm. Our guys were asking that. Mm. And I said, well, think about it yourself. Do you think that maybe you can get to a point when you're weak, when you don't know what to do, you can't figure things out. Have you ever thought that maybe Jesus was at a point like that, that he had to rely on the word of God mm. to remind him of what he's dealing with here is with a battle of powerful enemy mm. and that he could stand strong, but he had to have what we have in him is the reminder that the word of God tells us what to do. Mm. It was telling him what to do. And he's given us a model that it tells us what to do. Mm. It's a reminder of what we do when we're going through these difficult times, when we are at our lowest ebb. Um, But it's also a spiritual weapon. Yeah. Because not only does it remind us the enemy flees yeah. in the face of it. Yeah. It's a sword of the spirit. Mm-hmm. Penetrates. It divide, penetrates. Yeah, yeah it, it goes after it. Right. Yeah, and I and I think that's probably I'm sure that's why a lot of people memorize scripture, you know, because they're hiding God's word in their heart, so they'll have it, it'll be readily accessible yeah. in, in the day of temptation. Um I've I've heard uh, our mutual friend Gary Oliver, he talks about taking about 20 note cards and, and looking for the 20 top promises that, that really speak to you from God's word and writing them out yeah. and just having them handy in your Bible, you know, at any moment, you, sometimes you're, when you're in your day of tempting or discouragement or whatever, you whip them out and just start reading through them, you know, yeah. and just 
reminding yourself, like you said, you know. Well, you know, in, in the journey, we really try to help people be hungry for the Word. Yeah. Uh, to become self-feeders, to know how to discern the Word, how to be familiar with it. But in my old days, when I was involved with navigators, uh, they were really big on verse memorization. Mm-hmm. And um, and I did it. I, I memorized Scripture, and it, it served as a... It's kind of a foundation for my thinking in a lot mm-hmm. of ways about the basic assurances that come from our relationship with Him, but also the, the basic affirmations on things such as spiritual warfare. Mm-hmm. Uh, even the concept of having this relationship with Christ, the Scriptures teach me that all all of sin falls short of the glory of God, but the free gift of God is Christ Jesus. Mm-hmm. And so... These are things that become our arsenal. They're in our arsenal. Mm-hmm. They're bullets for our gun. You don't have bullets for a sword, but it's kind of like that, right? Mm-hmm. It's the scriptures that remind us the assurances that we get from it. And, and, I, and I do suggest that if you have any area of your life that Satan is consistently trying to penetrate, memorize scripture in that area. Mm-hmm. Memorize it, write it on your mind, write it, write it on your heart, and hold it against him. Because mm-hmm. that's spiritual warfare 101 <laughs> right there. That's the it is written in your life. Yeah. yeah. Putting that right in front of him. You know? Right in front of him. Yeah. Hey, Satan, remember this one? It is written. <laughs> that's right. right. And he flees. He flees. I mean, I, I've noticed that. You know, when you when you really take those thoughts captive, when you start praying, um it, sometimes it takes about 15 minutes, but all of a sudden it lifts. It's like he, it's like he flees. So, yeah. I mean, he gets away. So this is real stuff we're talking about here. <laughs> well, it is for you and me. And I think that, that all we can do is give a testimony of what we find to be true. And I think if we did not speak that's true in our own life, we shouldn't speak at all. Yeah, that's right. Because the fact is it's about authenticity, not theory. Mm. This is true in our life, and we share that truth. Yeah, well, so the other thing I'm thinking about in, in light, you know, there's all the spiritual armor, you know, we talked about and then the, you know, the, our testimony and the word and, and uh, taking those thoughts captive. But then I'm going to go back to that verse that I quoted, uh, Hebrews 10. Let us consider how to stir up one another to love and good works, not neglecting to meet together as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another all the more as you see the day approaching. Yeah. And like you said, we're seeing the day approaching. Uh, it's on it's us, man. So and you've been saying this all along through the COVID, but you've been encouraging all of us on our leadership team. And you, you would say it to anybody, I think, uh, think of ways to encourage others. Yeah. You know, pick up the phone and call people. Maybe people you haven't talked to in a while. Um, send texts, send emails, do Zoom calls. Yeah. You know, we got to keep helping one another. When it says, let us consider how... Well, that's basically saying, be creative. Yeah. Think it through. What is a way that I can enter in somebody's grief or somebody's fear or somebody's doubt? What can I do? Can I insert a song? Can I insert a letter? Can I insert a text? Can I give them a call? These are ways that we consider how. Mm-hmm. to encourage others and then lift them up and get them to join us in helping them encourage other people. Because when we encourage, we are encouraged. Mm-hmm. That's the dynamic. Well, and I think 
everybody at the beginning was willing to do that, but I think everybody's getting a little weary. No one thought it was going to last this yeah. long. We yeah. thought it was just going to be a couple months, you know, and and uh, we were doing prayer meetings in the beginning. I mean, yeah. I, we still need to be praying as much or more than ever yeah. now. You it's know? exciting. It was exciting then. Reminds me of when I was uh, in the Gulf Coast and we had hurricanes, and it was always, you know, weird. But it was a little bit fun preparing for a hurricane. You know, you yeah. batten everything down, you get in your water and you and your food, and then you get with groups and you get in a safe place and you hang out there and you go through it, and it's windy and it's screaming and a little bit thrilling, to be honest with you. Then you come out of it and you see the damage, and the damage requires work, yeah. requires sacrifice. It requires trying to get things back in the right order. Yeah. And it's just bearing down and staying with it. And that's where we are, Brian. Yeah, you're we right. had the initial unique stages. We don't have to go to work tomorrow because we, you know, we're having to be quarantined. Mm -hmm. We're working out of our house and, you know, we don't have our routines. And so how fun is that, right? Mm -hmm. But then our routine that kept us on a, on a close path mm -hmm. to sanity and also with being in the right way with relationships. Now it's a broad path and we can't navigate it very well because there's not a lot of boundaries. Yeah. But the boundary and the guidance that we get with Scripture gets us on and keeps us on the right path. Mm. God's Word is a lamp to our feet and a light to our path. Yeah. Shows us the way. And so uh, we have to accept the fact that we are in a time that the path, the path is very, very broad, but we've got to find, get back on the focus of what really guides us in the right way. That's right. And this is where the spiritual warfare has got to be addressed. And that is we can't be discouraged. Mm -hmm. We can't be isolated. We can't just be all about ourselves, and we certainly can't be separated from our intimacy with Christ. That's right. That's right. Well, um, all you influencers out there, we are, uh, we're here for you. We're supporting you. We're praying for you. Um, all our regional directors, everybody. I mean, there's a lot of people there for you. So that just uh, we want to encourage you to keep your eyes on the prize. Keep your eyes on the calling that God has before you. Don't let the devil get you sidetracked. So... Uh, but uh, anyway, we're just going to encourage you not to, like Rocky said, don't get isolated. If, if anybody's feeling really down, then reach out to a fellow influencer out there. And uh, there's always somebody nearby who would pray for you and with you. So uh, anyway, but uh, hope you guys have enjoyed this today and hope you're challenged and encouraged. And uh, we'll get in God's word and and uh, kind of talk to him about all this stuff that we're talking about, because he's got better answers than we do about how you can gird yourself up uh, in this time, this crazy time we live in. But uh, anyway, this has been the Influencers Network podcast, and uh, we have lots of broadcasts on our website, influencers.org. Go under resources and podcasts, and you'll see, see some of the other broadcasts we've done. But uh, again, if we can help you with anything or uh, just anything, just send us an email or a contact through our, through our website, and we'll be glad to help you too. So I'm Brian Craig, Executive Director for Influencers Global Ministries encouraging you to abide in Christ and go make disciples. God bless you.
with me.